If you're interested in playing Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition, you're likely aware that there are a lot of rules. But in this video, we're going to give you enough information in order to get started and to join a nearby group or perhaps some friends that have been wanting you to get started. In doing so, you'll be joining over 20 million people across the world who take part in this game. Before you start swinging swords and shouting spells and all that jazz, there are a few things you need to know before you start. This guide contains all of the basic information you need in order to join a game table or perhaps even a local adventurer's group. Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition is a tabletop role-playing game. That means that each player will play the role of a character in the fantasy world. Players first make a character for which they'll pick from a number of classes and races. Classes include things like magic users, clerics, warriors, and many other things. And races are just as expansive, with things like elves, dwarves, humans, halflings, and even things like orcs and goblins. Uh, it can truly be expansive, especially if you have the expansion packs, which, don't worry, we're not going to get into those today. All these role-playing decisions come with strengths and weaknesses. For example, magic users, as their name suggests, are great at using spells, but they can't really take a hit. This means that they are relatively easy to kill in a melee combat situation, whereas warriors, on the complete other end of the spectrum, are virtually useless when taking a, a spell book into their hands, but they can take a whole lot of damage, and that's where they come into account. Character backgrounds and role-playing aside, these are the more game-oriented reasons you need to think about your character in advance. The Dungeon Master. The Dungeon Master is a special type of player. They're the person running the adventure, and while they don't have a character for themselves, they do play the role of the world and the non-playable characters you'll be interacting with. Adventures can be either you know, bought or pre-made or developed by the DM themselves. They will present a situation to the players, manage combat, and use dice to figure out the results of each player's interactions. It's not always the easiest job and requires some level of patience and a great deal of willingness to improv. But their job is to make sure all of the players have a fun time. So a good dungeon master won't give out spoilers, but they do know how to drop subtle hints and inject a little bit of fun into the game when it seems to have reached a dead end. If you're just starting D&D, you will likely be taking up the position of an adventurer or a player character. The adventurers or the player characters are the people in your group that will be doing the dungeon crawling and choosing how to react to certain situations. As the Dungeon Master presents situations, players choose how to react. The Dungeon Master then calculates the outcome using their own knowledge of the dungeon or the environment, and the dice where situations are based on chance. Characters will level up as they become more experienced, and you can take them from adventure to adventure with you. And some DMs will even add a level of serialization to the adventure so that it kind of feels like you're able to carry one player to another in a story-driven way. You'll track all of this kind of stuff on a character sheet, so keep this safe and take a picture of it on your phone because these are pretty finite and enough adventurers definitely have a story where their character sheet was lost by a spilled drink or just even their own uh, inability to remember where they put it. And if you're able to, there are tons of apps out there for your phone and everything that you can get that'll log all this information and it's radically easier to keep track of that. The rules of D&D are more complex than this guide is letting on, but don't worry. Uh, the DM will always be happy to explain things and how they work, and the DM's goal is to keep the game running smoothly, and making sure the players are informed on how to play the game is definitely integral to that. 
Really though, if you're able to, you should definitely get your own copy of the Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition Player's Handbook, and even the Monster Manual if you're interested in figuring out how those work as well. Um, you can get a PDF of it online on the Wizards of the Coast website if you're not interested in shilling out the money for it at first, which is totally understandable. And if you need to, the books typically range between the $30 and $40 mark, and on sale you can get them for $20 if you're lucky. There are a number of things you need to know about your character before getting started, such as their speed, abilities, and combat capabilities. They also have a carrying capacity, meaning they can't necessarily take all the great treasure you loot from the dungeons all at once. Some of these riches may have to be left behind for further adventures. Even the languages your character speaks could affect the game in some way. For example, if your party comes across a wood elf who only speaks elvish, an elf may be the only person who can talk to them and try to reach a parlay. If your party has no elves and no one else speaks elvish, the interaction will be radically different for obvious reasons. The DM will decide what actually happens in situations like this, but this could be anything from the elf completely ignoring you to attacking you. It'll depend on the circumstances, of course, where you meet, or even what races are in your party. Lots of these little details can drastically affect your gameplay, so don't be afraid to ask your dungeon master things like that when building your character. Do your best to be aware of these kinds of things. Trust me. How combat works. This is the part of the game that a lot of players look forward to, and rightfully so. It can be truly exciting facing down a whole horde of creatures or even a giant beast. These are round-based encounters where you'll face off against all kinds of monsters and other types of beings and even celestial ones. Even bizarre things like a gelatinous cube, feel free to Google that if you can't really visualize what I'm talking about. The Dungeon Master will figure out if either party has surprised the other, which will give them advantage. They'll then look at who gets to go first. This is called initiative. And then each player will run through and roll their dice. They also have to play the part of the monster by rolling the dice for them. Some players may use spells or ranged weapons from a distance, and others may just charge headlong into battle. These decisions will probably be determined by your class, but this can also be determined by how you choose to play your character. Combat outcomes are then determined by the DM according to your character's equipment, bonuses, and the roll of the dice. Which brings us conveniently to... Where to find dice for Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. The simple beauty of Dungeons & Dragons is that it doesn't really require much equipment. It's mostly just pens and paper, and the one thing you actually need is a set of dice. As a new player, you may not have realized yet, but dice don't only come in six-sided shapes. To play D&D, you'll need dice with everything between 4 and 20 sides. So grab yourself a durable pair of metal dice, complete with a protective case before you set out on your first expedition. Don't forget to share this with a friend who might be interested. I've been Patrick with Skull Splitter Dice. Good luck. Happy adventuring.